best stuff. Let's go explore. Head on out the door. Looking for adventure and a whole lot more. Imagine what we'll find. It would take some time to invest Welcome to episode 128 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and this is the show where I get to know the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And if you liked what you just heard, that blast of pop music that sounded so good, then you're going to love today's talk. I got into it with... Eric and Brendan from Spaghetti Eddie, and we talked about all kinds of things. We talked about their music in particular, and it is so good. That sample should have been enough to make you want to go check out everything that they've done, and it's quite a bit because they just put out a new record called Spaghetti Eddie, songs for, you know, I should make sure I know the exact title of the song. It's Spaghetti Eddie and Other Children's Songs, Volume 5. I'm looking at it right here. That's what it's called. That's what you got to check out. In addition to Volumes 4, 3, 2, 1... Zero. Actually, I don't think there is a zero, but there's definitely a four, three, two, one. I think you're going to like this talk with Spaghetti Eddie. Really fun, really engaging. Love to talk about music with them. I hope you had a chance to check out the live podcast from last week, the live Facebook, the live Instagram with Uno, Dos, Tres, Andres, and Christina. Uh, that was really fun to do. We had a really good time. We got to play some music. I got to play a little bit. I really loved that. Um, I loved playing with Andres and Christina. It was, uh, it was really fun. Never put myself out there like that in sort of the visual way for the podcast. So it was, uh, it went really well. It was really cool. Maybe more of that stuff to come? Likely, likely. I can't tell you exactly when, but it could happen at some time soon. At some, did that make sense? I'm having a hard time. It has been a very long weekend. I'm home alone and uh, my kids are with my wife there in another remote location in the Bay Area, and I'm here and tried to watch the Warriors game, but fell asleep. It's been a long weekend, so if things aren't making the most sense, well, if you're a long-time listener, you should be used to that, and if you're not, I I do make more sense than I'm making today, generally, because I can say this for sure. If you need to reach me, you can email me at mike at goodstuffpod.com, or you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, the at symbol Good stuff pod. I love to hear from you. I really do. If you want to share, share away. You know, like don't keep it to yourself. I don't think you are, but you know, if there's a couple people that you think would get a kick out of the Good Stuff Kids podcast and want to find some great things for their family, then share away. Just share away. Or if you want to leave a review on iTunes, that's always very, very appreciated. Um, that's the way the podcast game works, folks. That's the game I'm in reviews and sharing reviews and sharing that is not a good album title but you know what is a good album title a really good one spaghetti eddie and other children's songs volume five and that's what we're going to get into today with brendan and eric from spaghetti eddie they're coming at me from oklahoma city had a great time talking to them enjoy the show and by the way if you like that song and i know that you did you can hear the full version the complete song of Let's Go Explore at the end of the show. Thanks for sticking with me. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Good stuff. It is the spaghettiest thing. Oh, that was a silly way to start, but, you know. Uh, it is great to welcome both Eric and Brendan from Spaghetti Eddie to the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. How are you guys? 
Thank you for the intro. We're doing well. We are doing great. <laughs> okay, so for vocal recognition purposes, can you guys each introduce yourselves so we can hear uh, the distinguishing features of your voices? Uh, <laughs> yes, my name is Brendan Parker. Yeah, and I'm the uh, I'm the mumbly guy. I'm I'm Eric. You right. I think uh, I think I will take the title of most mumbly, but I'm excited to see see if we can out mumble each other. Oh, um, <laughs> it'd be a good contest, Mike. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> All right, so you guys, can you set the scene for us? Where are you right now? Eric can answer that. We are, uh, right now, we are in my uh, drum shop office. Uh, I am kind of, I guess not only do I play drums and sing with Brendan and Spaghetti Eddie, I'm also kind of obsessed with the drums. Okay. And I work with them and have a little office that I've got stacked with drums and we're standing here in it. So is it like a, a shop or it's like at your house? No, it's in a, it's at an office complex. I've got a router and drum shells and stain and you know a bunch of parts and parts bins and nice. Yeah, okay. He's a Say again. He's a gearhead. A gearhead. Okay, good. So for those of us who may not know what a gearhead is, uh, Eric takes drums very seriously and collects them and knows lots of things about them. And we're going to get into that a little bit. Okay, so Brendan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm standing here as well. We're also based in Oklahoma City, so that's one thing. We're out okay. of uh, the, the Bible Belt in the Midwest. Um, I'm just a, a dude. I've got two kids. I'm married. Uh, love playing music. I love Eric. He's a great guy. And um, I have more fun with him playing gigs than, than a lot of other things that I do in life. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very blessed and feel, feel good about what we got going on here. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. We concur on those points. Yes. <laughs> you concur on that. Great. So how, how long, how long have you guys been together as Spaghetti Eddie? How long has the band been around? That's a good question because wait, oh nine. we, well, here's a, it's funny. We started recording together since day one. So that was in, Oh, uh, Sheesh, 07? Was it? I thought it was 08 or 09. Somewhere around there. So for a while, but but Eric wasn't in the band. He was he was just producing and, and singing and making all the records sound awesome and playing on them. But then I had a drummer that was just a friend of mine, and we uh, played together out and about. And then when he went back to school, Eric just slipped right in. No hesitation, no, no practice really needed at all because he knew all the songs front to back, and he's awesome. So we've been... It's been from start to finish, but we've really been gigging together for the last, like, probably four or five years. Oh, wow. Okay, great. And, Eric, you're also the producer, right? Yeah, I guess uh, I wear that hat. We don't have any uh, anybody else. Right, right. so, so <laughs> it, it's really it's really a, two, a two-person operation. Okay, so, so Brandon, you, you kind of started the project. I, I think that's safe to say. So tell me the, the sort of the, the, the story behind the name Spaghetti Eddie. All right, so it started off that a friend of mine asked my wife and I to be godparents to her daughter, or to their daughter. And in lieu of a present or, you know, a, a savings bond or something, I just started writing some fun kid songs just uh, just for just to be goofy and because I'm kind of that way anyway. Uh -huh. So I wrote about half an album's worth and gave it to her on a, just a burned CD. She liked him, her kids liked him, and she kind of passed them around to other parents who had kids, and they encouraged us to keep going, so... I did about five more. One of the songs was called Spaghetti Eddie, obviously uh -huh. about a guy who loves to eat spaghetti all the time. Uh -huh. And then we just, I kind of got asked if we play, you know, can you play a bookstore, or a, you know, reading time, or can you do this at this, you know, park or whatever? And it was hard to think of a name, so we, 
we kind of just determined that kids recognized us as Spaghetti Eddie because every album is Spaghetti Eddie and other children's songs, volume, you know, one through five. Right. So it just became the the default band name, which is great because it'd be hard to sell people to come out and see, come see Brendan and Eric play. You know, it's uh-huh. not as not as exciting sounding. <laughs> well, right. Sure. Okay. So, um, so you didn't have like early childhood. I find the, like the backstory fascinating of how people get to where they are. So you, you sort of wrote some kids songs that was intended for like an audience of like just, uh, the, the, the family of your goddaughter, as you said, and then right. it's just kind of like they liked it, passed it on, and then you know you were encouraged in a in a direction. So that's that's an amazing sort of way that people sort of get into this kind of work. You know, music for kids. Were you a musician? Were you doing like other music projects before this, or was it just like sort of like a on the side hobby? Well, I think what happened was, I mean, I've been playing music, uh, piano and guitar for a long time since I was younger and, you know, really focused on guitar from probably seventh or eighth grade on. I can't think of how old kids are in that in that sense. But um, Eric and I then met through a song, a few mutual friend. I was trying to just record a song, trying to kind of build up my music chops in some way or another. And so when he and I met, then we recorded a song together, which was not a kid's song, just a song called Love Number 25. It's a very happy love song kind of thing. And then uh-huh. um, it just kind of organically turned into like, well, I've got these rough drafts of these songs and I showed them to Eric and Eric's awesome in the sense that he's got the same kind of mindset as me and he's kind of silly and goofy and he can do all these funny voices and can re- literally hit almost every note on the spectrum. So when we combined forces, it just turned out really very organic. It just It was just like, it was really smooth. It was awesome. So that's kind of how it started from, I guess, the original meeting that we had. Right, right. So, Eric, did you think at any point, you know, you're a drummer, you're a producer, that you were going to be so involved in, like, a, a kid's music kind of enterprise? Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't something I've been daydreaming about. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. I, I had, by the time I met Brendan, I had been nearly about 10 years into, uh, well, or something like that into making music for TV and radio commercials and which means I lost all inhibitions uh, you know a, a, a decade ago before I met so musically I didn't really have any you know I just there are people that there are people that have you know this thing that they call artistic integrity and they, it kind of it, and they don't want to put their name on stuff, you know, unless it, you know, has a bunch of minor keys and talks about life stories. And um, I, I didn't really, I've just been stepping in the studios and doing voices and stuff for commercials and being being a goofball for a long time. So being able to, to sing uh, with Brendan on children's music and play the music for stuff that's fun and talks about colors and shapes and, um, you know, the things that kids and go through when they're changing in life, but uh, it was was par for the course it was just fun mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of like being on a every gig we play is is uh it's just it's just a lot of smiles you know everything we do is kind of there's nothing that's really sad everything right. we do is kind of brings yeah. out of your face not just to the kids we're playing for but to us as well we still somehow manage to laugh uncontrollably through <laughs> at least at least half of a song yeah. in a set but yeah. Yeah, we just uh, it was it so it was fairly uh, effortless to go from what I was do- doing, what I still do, but to doing this too. 
Right. So what were some of the, if you can share some of the voices that you would have done for commercials, anything that, that we may have seen or heard? Oh boy. I don't know. I don't know out where you are. Uh, okay. Probably. I have, uh, I've done commercials for, well, yeah, I've done commercials for Seven Eleven before you've heard of Seven Eleven. I have, I know, I know a thing or two about a Slurpee. I did the there summer, I did the summer icy drink jingle, uh, Ooh. a couple of years. Um, but yeah, most of the stuff I do is for Oklahoma City Market. Uh huh. Okay. Texas. And uh, yeah, have, haven't had a real, uh, haven't done anything for Target or anything yet. <laughs> it's okay. Probably why we're still talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Target, if you're listening, Mister Target, I got a guy for you. Um, and Brendan, what were you before the Spaghetti Eddie stuff was going on? What were you up to? Um, in life in general. Yeah, sure. I was, uh, I had lived in California. Okay, so I, I grew up in Oklahoma City, went to school here and college here, and then I moved out to L.A. kind of just to get out of town to be, you know, just kind of get a culture shock and do stuff. And so I played some gigs out there with some buddies. And um, then when I came, got married in San Diego, came back here, I started working for a medical equipment sales company. Gotcha. So I was doing that, which was all right. Um, and then I started you know, kind of toying with uh, Eric and I started kind of working on our stuff. So that slowly became more than I could handle to do both at the time. So I quit the day job and just did music for about a year straight, which was awesome. That is awesome. And then in the meantime, my wife and her brother started a company that is called Always Greener. And we install synthetic grass in homes and commercial spaces. So I'm currently doing that as well, along with writing music and playing gigs and trying to expand our fan base and brand as much as we can, you know, part-time weekends and evenings kind of thing. Right. Empire. Empire, Uh, Yes. The spaghetti Spaghetti. empire. Yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I guess, you know, not to get too, uh, too inside baseball and like the, the nuance of the songs, but I listened to body parts. And one thing that, that I like, you know, there's been body parts before, but you guys kind of syncopate some things and, uh, made it pretty interesting to me for me to listen to as uh, someone who listens to a lot of this kind of kids music for, for this podcast. And because I have three little kids at home, but it's, uh, it seems like you all sort of relish the, and, and the, um, the Hey Kitty song is, did I say the title, right? Kitty cat, kitty, cat. Kitty, kitty cat. So like, there's like fun rhythmic things that are happening and, you know, just sort of uh, just, the, just enough off kilter to, to keep me like, you know, the, the, the musician slash like looking for something interesting person, like really engaged. Is that, is that like conscious and on purpose or is that cause you guys just, you can feel that and that's how it comes out. I think it's a bit of both because when, when I, when, when I write music or when we work on things, I feel like I want to write something that I would also want to listen to mm-hmm. on if it were someone else's uh, work, you know what I mean? So yeah. we don't really, I think mentally I've made decisions about the music that there are certain things I probably won't do, like singing songs about going to the bathroom or, you know, it's just that, that type of part of the genre. For us, it's more like if you could take the lyrics and switch them out to be more of like a, an adult or secular song, the music bed would be the same. You know, you wouldn't really have to change anything except maybe the lyrical uh, content. So I think what we do is we just like to make the best music possible. And then when we combine it with the kid content and the subject matter, it lends itself to very easily keeping people engaged, but also making sure kids and young people or even, you know, grandparents, whoever's listening are having a good time while they're listening to it. Right. 
Okay, cool. So, I mean, I'm looking at your, I'm looking at the the track listings for all five volumes, and I think that one thing that uh, you guys do, and tell me, and, and I think this kind of speaks to what you were just saying, is it's, um, you know, as I was saying, like yes, rhythmically, there's some some interesting different things going on, but in terms of like subject matter, like it's pretty straightforward, and, and it's a good thing. Like kids get it. Do you find that like when you all are performing that it's it's kids are like immediately gravitating to these songs because it's so like nicely relatable? I think I would say so. I think so. Yeah, I think that's Eric. Eric will answer this one. Yeah, go ahead, Eric. You know, I'm just thinking about a couple of titles, Mike, that we play, you know, every time we have a show and kids automatically relate to right. in a awning. You know, or or about a, a dinosaur, or yeah, or eating, sure. or making mess, or you know, it, yeah, that it, it's easily easily relatable, and it's so fun too when you go and when you go and play somewhere, uh, say out of town, and kids uh, identify so much that we we're always surprised that someone's there that knows it already. Yeah, that's true. Oh, interesting. So you find oh, that's awesome, right? That's the goal to to get out into the world and for people to. Exactly to know what's uh to know what's coming so so a song like danger dog what's the uh like i like that one a lot they get a little weird there in the middle so tell me a little bit about that song well every album has a character type song on it so you've got spaghetti eddie uh meatbally polly tutti frutti robot ralph and then the new one is danger dog and i think part of it was someone told me kids it's kids are funny they're hilarious they tell me ideas so like (laughs) They know the Kitty Cat Town song, so they're yeah. like, at least a handful, maybe a dozen, have said like, "Why don't you write a song about a dog?" You know, because like, got the cat song about the dog song. And I was like, right. "Yeah, I can figure. It. I'll I'll do something like that." You're just kind of just like making them happy and continuing on with the gig because they'll talk to you like in the middle of a song, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, hold on." Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but the superhero genre is so massive right now too, like with all the Marvel Universe stuff and the DC stuff. So I thought, and I grew up on comics, <laughs> I love them. So I thought, how about I write a song that combines think everyone knows about a dog but also a superhero type dog that is you know during the day sweet and cuddly and at, when someone's in danger he's ready to roll like superman you know mm-hmm. so it just became a fun i think that was actually the first song i wrote for the new album in oh, order wow. of things um but and it kind of set the tone too because we're this one every album's a little different in like the tone and kind of the musical uh, way we attack them so that one was one of my favorite songs on that album too it's very upbeat and fun and um the kids really relate to it i've got kids that are already making up their own words to it they're sending me moms or or dads are texting me like danger hog was one that someone <laughs> told me the other day and uh-huh. uh, the other one funny enough um in that same vein as body parts i had a friend of mine who's got like two or three kids they sing the song in the car they say daddy farts oh yeah because those are like some of the most profound yeah. things that happen Totally. No, I'm not going to sing that out loud, but it's, it's just funny that, that because, you know, kids, kids make their own, make their own fun with the song. Which yeah. Is great too. Yeah. I uh, mean, if you were to drop that in during a concert, during body parts, people would probably, lose, lose their minds. <laughs> might get a weird look from someone, but I bet I could pull it off. Yeah, totally. Totally. Were you going to add something, Eric? Oh, uh, yeah, I was. But then I realized it was probably, it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about Spaghetti Eddie. We can edit. There you go. Might, not have, might not have been uh, user friendly for this interview. The power. Of- <laughs> um, okay, so so there's 
five volumes of music. And that leads to like having to kind of pick and choose, you know, if you're in the live setting, um, what you're going to play. So like, what are some of the hits for Spaghetti Eddie? The songs that, that you really have found are the ones that get the best reaction or kids relate to the best. Um, Together, like you, I, I think, think we, we have a standard beginning, like almost probably 95% of the gigs we've played, we always start with Together Like You and Me, because it's a song that's about, it's better when we're together, and it's kind of a matching, you know, peanut butter and jelly, meatballs, spaghetti, so it all combines things, which immediately gets kids kind of thinking. Plus, they it's the first song of our first album, so uh-huh. if anyone started listening to us, they probably started with that one, you know okay. what I mean? So yeah. that just kind of works, and then... We typically play body parts and stomp your feet. That gets kids moving and up and dancing, having fun. We always want to know where they came from to come see us. Yep. So we ask them. We, oh, we yep. Related to road trip. Road trip. We ask uh-huh. them anybody's from if they're going anywhere. Uh, dinosaur walk is always a big one because kids love dinosaurs. And then we kind of just pepper in either new songs or random requests, you know, like the train song or Danger Dog. We've been playing that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we always end with a sweet song, which usually is Nightlight. And Nightlight. Okay. The very Sweet, you know, calming song. We kind of bring them up, and then we bring them down as yeah. we go. So, those are the staples. And then, like I said, we kind of just throw in. We usually end up playing like for a forty-five minute set. We'll play for forty minutes, like, boom. You know, yeah. we we'll talk between. Very much, we play as many songs as we can, really, because with day jobs and stresses, it's always really fun to play as much music as possible. Like when we have our time, you know. Right. Exactly. You. Um. It's straightforward. You know, you yes. like you are there to play music and make kids and families happy and to have a great time. And like sometimes you just don't need to banter that much, right? Like no. you just sometimes want to melt some faces and have some fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to melt some faces. Okay, so um, it seems to me like there is a prolific nature to how uh, to how you guys make music and record music. So I have to imagine that like there's some stuff in the pipeline. Oh yes. Always working, always writing. Um, and which is great because Eric's got a, a fun mind for that stuff. And my kids, my five-year-old, seven-year-old, they give me suggestions and I can test subjects on them. Um, so we usually kind of do an album and then you know, it takes time and money to get that done and you go play gigs and you get gigs from it. And then all of a sudden six or eight months go by and you're like, well, let's start working on the next one. And uh-huh. then another, year and a half goes by and there's another album. So we're trying to stay kind of on point with that, with that system. But it's usually, it's not like we sit down and say, okay, we've already sang about these, these three things. Let's find a new subject. It's very much like it kind of hits us when we're driving or if we're goofing around or I might start working on a song and then it kind of just snowballs into another song. It's, it's kind of weird that way. So Uh we, we respect each other's personal schedules and, you know, cause Eric has kids and, a job as well and his wife is they're all extremely talented musicians too every one of them it's crazy uh-huh. but like their thing and then i've got mine and then we kind of come together when we need to and we also work on songs for you know we've done songs for blue cross blue shield and um did this song a couple songs for a a show called the adventures of travis and presley so we've done things outside of our own catalog i guess so uh-huh. there's that's enough for us to kind of connect and but we're always working on stuff always looking for new subjects to think about sure so do you I mean, it's it's interesting that you have kids that are uh, Eric. I don't know how old your kids are, but Brendan, you said you had a five and a seven year old. So I have a six and an eight year old and a four year old. And they um they don't hesitate to sort of let me know, like, what's up? <laughs> you know, like oh, if, yeah. we, if we listen to an episode of, of the podcast in the car, they don't you know, 
and I, I will ask them, you know, I open myself up to it. I say like, is this interesting? And hopefully the answer is yes. And I think that one way that I know that they are into it is that like, they will ask to listen to it like once every like six months, which I feel is like a major win. But do you, do you think that your kids have favorite spaghetti Eddie songs? And if so, what are they? Hmm, Eric has Eric's kids are a little bit older, so he might be out of that world. Yeah, my, my kids are 11 and about to be 14. Okay, so then the 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 offshoot question of that is, what are they into? But we'll get to that after after Brendan. If it's a, if it involves their phone, uh, yeah, they're usually pretty into that. <laughs> I don't want to even get into the whole teenage discussion. We would have to start like some kind of therapy session. Okay, yeah. okay. But, well, you know, uh, Reagan has had a song she really liked, right? Recently, when we were working on the new album, she had one that was, or was comparing it to another song that she was she was singing. Yeah, my kids, uh, uh, yeah, surprisingly, uh, you know, you would think they might be listening to, you know, Pharrell Williams or something, but they still dig all this stuff. Uh -huh. uh, they do. They'll they'll come to sometimes, and my wife and I split up and play. She does has symphony gigs and things, and you know it's a little bit more welcoming for them to come to dad's work than hers. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They still play it a lot. Uh, Good. And so I'm grateful for that. And I think they're kids at heart too. I mean, they're still kids, obviously people, kids are growing up faster nowadays than probably we did as kids. So it's fun to see them still singing along or even helping. I mean, like his kids will even help set up like drums and stuff. Again, oh, nice. Which is awesome. Good. It's good yeah, to have roadies. It's good to have roadies. My, yeah. My, my kids are not there yet. If uh -huh. I bring my father, seven-year-old they'll listen but they'll probably get into something that i want them to get into and then it turns into like hey don't don't i don't want to do this in front of the whole crowd as they're watching you know can you go, <laughs> yeah can you guys go to the corner please yeah but no my kids um, they're still into it quite a bit george my youngest he was the one who actually asked me to change the title of danger dog to something that doesn't sound as scary oh, he didn't wow. like the he didn't like the word danger i kept it obviously but uh -huh. um he, he was like suspense dog? I don't know what he was looking for. Like, <laughs> suspense dog. Okay. I didn't want to go like super dog because it didn't quite sound. Anyway, so yes, my children are still, they're giving me suggestions and they're still very much reacting to music. And sometimes my oldest will be like, hey, can you put on, put on, um, you know, a song that was maybe like four or five years old in, you know, in comparison to something new. And I'm like, sure, why not? You know, right. so they're still, they're still into it to, in, to a certain degree. Right. I mean, and I think you bring up an interesting, uh, an interesting point. Um, in terms of like if your kids are at a gig and how that impacts you. And I think that like we don't need to get into it other than to say that like when you are, you know, trying to trying to work the room, right, for lack of a better word, but you're trying to, to do the gig and you're trying to put your whole heart into it and your whole mind and soul. And then you're uh, and then your kids are like jumping off something they shouldn't jump off of like that's. Just for people to know, like that's that's a pretty tough and distracting thing, right? Am I am I off base on that? You're absolutely correct. It is. Uh, it's weird. It's like it's such a personal thing too. You're like you're playing a song and being happy and smiling, and you look off into the corner and you see your kid tearing around a corner, like almost knocking someone over, and you just like kind of cringe a little bit. And you're yeah. like, okay, yeah, yeah. Please uh, you know what, though, right? Truth is, it's usually other people's kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, other other people's kids can do whatever they want, right? Like it's just, yeah, but it's yeah. yours. It, it, yeah. it, uh, well, at our gigs, we encourage like, hey, get up and dance and move around, have fun. And sometimes that kind of irks some like teachers or people that are like, kind of controlling, trying to control the chaos. You're just like, no, let's just yeah. stay over here, run around. Kids are gonna bump into each other, or you know, sometimes we'll play a gig and it'll be like 
in a really tight quarters and kids will just come up to Eric's drums and like grab the cymbal or like one girl had face was laying on her stomach looking straight into the bass drum oh. like literally <laughs> yeah away. And like your kid's gonna be deaf in about yeah. five minutes you know yeah, but right. they that's why kids are great. They just don't care. Right. So, so Eric, I, I have to ask as, as someone who's like, a, a, um, someone who knows a lot about drums, who do you think are the best kind of rock and roll drummers that, you know, in the last several years, because I have, I have thoughts, but I would be, I would love to hear who you, some of your favorites are. And I would probably be better at this if I were really in tune with what's on the radio nowadays <laughs> or you could go back i mean my I, and i didn't mean to set it up as like just recent but like who are some of your favorites of all time maybe that's a better way to do it favorites of all time i probably let me think i mean i was a child of the 90s so you know i was really into matt cameron with soundgarden i thought he was just awesome uh-huh and I'm still a matt cameron fan i think he's still playing for them and uh um he he well until Chris Cornell passed away. Right. Yeah, he played Pearl Jam too. Right. Uh, that guy, I like. Uh, I liked. Let's see. What's the guy? There's Matt Chamberlain, the guy that played for Edie Brickell. That guy's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He almost bought a drum from me on Reverb.com the other day. <laughs> oh really? We're so close. <laughs> so now, close. I, I asked him. I said, "Man, I'll give you this deal if you'll send me like something autographed." <laughs> yeah. He never he never replied. What? So, Come on. This. Matt, man. A CD is something, anything. Um, yeah. No, I really liked. I really liked him. Uh, you know, I was a big fan of like the big guys, like um, let's see, like David Garibaldi from Tower of Power and uh, Neil Peart from Rush, and you know some of, some of the big guys you see in the magazines. Vinny Caliuta, who played for Sting, I think he's like the best drummer ever. Uh-huh. Probably interesting. Ever. Wow, cool. Okay, so thank you for uh, thank you for sharing that. And now, Brendan, it's your turn to be put on the spot, but. Who are yeah. who are some of your musical songwriting influences? Uh, okay, well, I too am a child of the '90s. Um, so I was a I started playing guitar because of a friend of mine, and he was extremely in, into Nirvana. So I've I've always been that kind of Nirvana, Weezer, um, who else? Radiohead. Those were all very influential as far as the music and just you know the sort of songwriting. I'm and I'm not trying to say this to. I'm just going to say it is that uh-huh. some of our albums, people have compared us to certain bands in certain ways. And a recent one for the new album, someone said it was very, there's some very Paul Simon esque oh. um, kind of cat, like just vocally speaking and maybe like the way the cramming a lot of words into one song, you know, we, we like to do that. So, uh-huh. but I've loved Paul Simon for a long time. We actually play a couple of his, we'll play a song of his during a gig just okay. for fun. Calls are kind of a staple for bringing parents back in or, or like just changing it up. But yeah, I love them. Parents loved the Eagles and uh, Elton John, and my dad loved Yes and uh, all these kind of prog rock bands. So <laughs> I've been listening to all types of music, but I think as far as influencing me personally it would probably be the grunge scene and and Weezer back yeah. then because they like that was it for me. I I thought they were so cool, and they still are. It's just funny seeing your idols that they're still alive get older. Right. Kind of like it's weird seeing them have to adapt to like social media and. Yeah, kind of like they were so cool, and we're from Oklahoma City, so we've seen and hung out with the Flaming Lips guys occasionally, like uh-huh. at or events or whatever. It's always weird meeting an idol because it never really pans out the way you want it to. You know? <laughs> wow! And those Flaming Lips guys are uh, uh, interesting fellas. Um, 
they are very yeah. for, for sure and and i you know no no uh no spoilers but um it's it's interesting to meet your idols and uh yes. and sometimes it is not as it appears but uh and that can be both positive or negative so um Correct. i'm glad we all grew up listening to the same music and I'm glad we have the same influences. And I, I share the uh, watching, you know, particularly Rivers Cuomo on Twitter. Yes. Um, um, just kind of like, seems like he's struggling. <laughs> just a I little. Feel like he's throwing noodles at the wall. Yeah. Just like, what's going to stick here? Yeah. Like, it's just random. But again, it's like, he's got he's got the followers. And I, I res- completely respect him as a right. musician. He's had some misses. But, you know, for the most part, he's got a... Yeah fan base and he's constantly making music which is all you really want from, right you know and you can doing. and you can put those first four or five albums up against really anything and they oh, totally yeah. hold up oh i wore out that blue album so bad yeah was, that's a staple of my childhood it's, it's like I, it's like i almost don't want to hear it anymore because it literally brings me back to certain memories that i'm just like learn like first driving or like yeah uh, the first love or something like that. She's like, golly, I can't go through that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's too, it's too painful to listen to this amazing music. Yeah. I hear that. Um, okay. Clean dreams is like one of my songs ever. Oh, it's a beautiful song. Um, okay. So before we, uh, we all start crying <laughs> about our lost. Eric, yeah, Eric and I are holding it. Right. <laughs> um, so, so, Spaghetti Eddie Buddies, how can we find you? How can we follow you? How can we keep up with everything that's going on? All right. Well, you can follow us on Instagram, obviously. We've got uh, Spaghetti Eddie OK, I believe is the tag. We're on Twitter as Spaghetti Ed. We've got the Facebook page. Uh, website is currently being updated to a certain degree. It's still there. It's working, but it's thespaghettieddie.com. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on all the streaming sites. Spotify, um, Spotify yeah. Pandora, all that jazz. Uh and then, you know, we're on YouTube. we got a great YouTube following with all of our music videos and some fan videos and just fun stuff we've done. Um, and we will also both have telephones, so you can just call us. Yeah, call us. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Awesome. Uh, yeah, we're, we're out there, man. And um, we, we'd love for more people to hear and listen, and we're going to be working on new stuff. So hopefully we'll keep on keeping on. Nice. Um, okay, so I'm going to edit this part out. But would you guys be cool if I used a couple songs, maybe some clips and, and a full song? Yes, yes. Use whatever you'd like. Nice. Okay. And then uh, we'll say goodbye for the show, and then we'll say goodbye a second time. Sound good? Okay. All right. So, Eric and Brendan, thanks so much for for telling me all about Spaghetti Eddie. Uh, What you guys are doing is really awesome, and and I loved hearing about it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you having us on, and I'm glad you're a, uh, a proponent for the things we do and other artists as well. It's very good of you. Yes, it was our pleasure, Mike. All right. Awesome. That was a really good one with Brendan and Eric. You should go check out Spaghetti Eddie. They're available wherever you get your music. Thanks for listening all the way through. I'm going to be back at you again this week because it's that kind of week. So, you know, stay tuned. Stay uh, stay current on your podcasting apps. You know, on your Overcast or your Apple Podcasts or your Stitcher or wherever it is that you get your podcast. Hopefully you can hear the sweet sounds of the Good Stuff Kids podcast there. Okay, that's silly. Brendan, Eric, thank you all so much. Talk to you very soon. Talk to you, the listeners, very soon. And now, with no further ado, that is French for waiting, here is 
Spaghetti Eddie's song, Let's Go Explore. Talk to you very soon. Let's go explore. Head on out the door. Looking for adventure and a whole lot more. Imagine what we'll find if we take some time to investigate the world outside. First things first, what should we bring to explore expertly? To lead us in the right direction A magnifying glass for closer inspection A little bit of bravery can lead the way To a whole lot of fun and discovery There's just one thing left to do The world is waiting, how about you? Let's go explore Head on out the door Looking for adventure a whole lot more Imagine what we'll find It would take some time To investigate The world outside We could find Ancient artifacts like a treasure chest Full of gold balloons From a sunken ship Prehistoric bones from a dinosaur Buried underground Way down below A long lost city from ages ago Take some time to investigate the world outside. Imagine what we'll find if we take some time to investigate the world outside. Stuff.